Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. We come to the fifth called Control Your Body. I preached several messages called corralling the stallion. If you've ever been around horses, you know what I'm talking about. Corralling the stallion. Any witting father who has a sense at all realizes young men are going to develop passions that will lead them into tragedy upon tragedy unless they learn how to control their bodies, their bodily desires. And as you go into this section, this is a dominant theme throughout Proverbs. It talks about, let's just go over to chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, let's look at verse 16. It says, To deliver you from an immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth, who forgets the covenant of her God, and her house leads down to death, and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life so they may walk in the way of goodness. Let's just stop right there. When we get into this section, we see the writer gives a sense of understanding that young men have got to watch their way. Beware the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth. Oh, that's talking about her husband. She forgets the covenant of her God. That's her marriage vow. Beware of her because her house sinks down to death. And her tracks lead to the dead. Why? Because adultery, the biblical prescription for adultery was stoning, was death. Now some might say, well, it was God interacting or catching some kind of horrible disease. But I believe it goes back to Deuteronomy chapter 22 where the death penalty stoning was for both of those adulterers. Why does it say that this was a strange woman, an immoral woman? The word is foreign. And some translations give give it that in verse 16. And that means because she's away from home. She's out of town. She's away from her family, away from her friends. She's away from accountability. And so being this out-of-town woman, if you will, she can act any way that she wants. She can behave any way that she... All constraints are off. She can act how she wants. She's a roaming woman away from her responsibility. That's what this is talking about in particular. And young men, watch out. Because chapter 5, verse 1, kind of picks up with this very idea. He says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. How many times have we seen that? My son, my son, my son. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. You see, now here's this young man. He's simple-minded. Naive, I'm going to say. He's 
shall I say, feather-brained. <laughs> not, not really thinking of the consequences. He's not really considering all. And here's a very important lesson because the lips of the adulteress are like honey and smoother than oil. Her kisses are sweet. She's going to sweet talk you. But there is a bitter end to this. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Who would drink battery acid? That's the idea. It's, it's poison. Who would drink strychnine? Would you drink those just on your own? Well, that's what he's saying here. This is the end. That's what's going to happen. It's going to kill you. Sharp as a two-edged sword, her feet go down to death, and her steps lay hold on hell, lest you ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable. You do not know them. You see, this is why he's telling this young man, don't go this way. Don't go into certain parts of town. She doesn't ponder the path of her feet. They're unstable. She doesn't know it. And that's why we have to teach our sons to watch out. Listen to me. Don't depart from my words. Keep your way far from her. Don't go near the door of her house. Sometimes we have to tell our kids there are places you don't go. Just like nowadays, virtually, there are places you don't go on the web. There are some things you don't get involved in because you have to guard your heart. Because if you don't, you're going to give your years to the cruel one. That's what he goes on and he says. You're going to give your all that you have given. That's verse 9 lest you give your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one. That's why he said, stay far away from her in verse 8. Do not go near the door of her house, lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. You see, all of that, you begin to spread your seed all around. What's going to happen? Your hard-earned work and goods are going to go to pay child support. Shall we just put it that way? It's going to the house of an alien. You're going to be paying. You're going, if you don't spread your seed all around someone else, you don't create children through someone else, you're not giving the strength of your family away. In the end, it consumes your flesh and your body, and you'll say, oh, how I hated instruction. That's what he says here. Oh, how I hated instruction. Teach your sons sexual purity. Chapter 6 takes it farther. Chapter 6 talks about the danger of an immoral woman. How she begins to say, come, I'll show you this. Come this way. Come and be with me. And so he says in verse 20, says, My son, keep your father's commandment. Do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. For a commandment is a lamp. So look down to verse 24. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in her heart nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon your precious life. Can a man take fire into his bosom, and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals, and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be found innocent." People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. 
Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold, and he may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. Here's the whole idea. This woman is coming. She's trying to entice him trying to get him to go astray. You can look in chapter 7 and it's she's out there at the lattice trying to call him in, trying to seduce him. And in the twilight, in the evening, but let me tell you that what it says here, that that reproach is not taken away. Well, that's kind of the same word that's used in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, where he talks about pastors. Pastors should be blameless, without reproach, That's what he's talking about here, that it cannot take away that reproach. Wounds and disgrace he will find. His reproach will not be blotted out. So what's happening? We have to teach our sons how to stay away from immorality. We have to teach them how to stay away because the tactics are the same. The tactics are she comes in and flatters him, says, oh, you're the one I was looking for in chapter 7. You're the one I've just been waiting to pay my religious vows. You were just the one I was looking for. And he falls and he follows after. Doesn't realize the scripture says that an arrow pierces through his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, doesn't know that it's going to cost him his life. It's going to cost him in ways that he has no understanding. Sure, stolen water is sweet. Bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but it'll kill you. Teach your son. Keep mentally away. Guard yourself. Don't go to certain places in town. Don't get caught up in compromising situations. Keep your hands to yourself. Stay away from a woman that will take you away. That's why we tried to teach our children courtship. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. He's going to provide. He's going to take care of all of your needs. When you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, He knows what you have need. So we tried to teach our children that if you will guard yourself from the immoral woman, if you'll guard yourself from that, then allow God to bring that person into your life that you should have. On the flip side of all of this, as we ask God to sin, and I would just say that if you're a father, a grandfather, we've been praying, we've been praying for the salvation of our grandchildren, but we prayed for when the time of our children were very young, that we prayed for a mate, a godly husband or wife for our children. And now we pray that for our grandchildren. We ask God to protect them and send them someone who is godly into their lives. Because God is the one who is going to provide all things that they need. Hi, let me interrupt for just a moment and update you with some information. You can now contact us at schoolofministryresources.org or biblelandmarks.com. We also now live stream services on landmarkstockton, all one word, dot com. Or you can see us on Facebook at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church of Stockton. We look forward to hearing from you. We would love to send you information. So thank you and back to our podcast. Very quickly, there's a flip side to this. Point number six. Teach your sons to enjoy their wives. 
While it's forbidden prior to marriage, it's exalted after marriage. Go back to chapter 5, and that's a beautiful way it's articulated in verse 15 where he says, Drink water from your own cistern. Drink water from your own cistern and fresh water from your own well. You see, in marriage, the relationship is beautiful and it's wonderful and it's satisfaction and it means that when you're physically thirsty, you find that in your own wife. Drink water from your own cistern and your own well. Should your springs be dispersed to broad streams of water in the streets? Now understand what he's talking about because in a very dry land like Israel, nobody would be throwing water out in the streets. You don't waste water like that. Water was precious. It was needed. It was necessary for purification and for so many different things. You don't just throw it out in the street. And that's what he's saying. Young men, don't waste your vitality. Your streams, don't waste your effort and your sexual promiscuity in the streets. I want to say that nicely, but I want to say it so that everyone understands that that's exactly what he's saying. Enjoy your wife. Nobody in their right mind would take buckets and throw them of water and throw them out in the street because it was too costly, it was too hard to get. We just don't do that. But a foolish and wasteful man who fathers children all over town, all over, let them be yours alone, he says, and not strangers with you. Let your fountain, your procreative capacity be blessed. Then what does he say? Rejoice in the wife of your youth. As a loving hind and a gracious doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times. Be exhilarated always with her love. For why should you, my son, be exhilarated with an adulteress and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? He reminds him in verse 21, God is watching and sees everything. Enjoy your wife. Be exhilarated in her love. Rejoice in her. Teach your sons that. Teach your sons by the way that you treat your wife. Treat them. Be totally fulfilled with your own marriage. Teach him what Proverbs says, that a wife is a gift of God, more precious than jewels. Teach him that a wife is God-given to be your best friend and companion. That is, a wife is to serve and help in those needs of the family, and she is to be rewarded for her blessings, and her work is to be praised Teach him what Proverbs 31 says. Teach him the beauty and the wonder of a blessedness of a gift of a wife that you can enjoy your wife. And you will teach him best when you enjoy your wife. The wise father, what is he doing? He's saying to his son, fear your God, guard your mind, obey your parents, select your companions, control your body, enjoy your wife. I think I'm going to have to pick up on the next few, if you don't mind, in another week. And I want to conclude by saying what we talked about last week, that if we do not do these things, Satan will. If we do not teach our children to fear God, then Satan will teach them ungodliness. If we do not teach our children to guard their minds, then He will make them open to every area of ungodliness. If we do not teach our children to obey their parents, then Satan will teach them rebellion. If we do not teach them how to select their companions, Satan will bring them companions. 
will bring them people that will lead them right off and pull them down. If we do not teach them to control their body, then Satan will lead them into every lust that this world knows. If we do not teach them to enjoy their wives, to find their fulfillment in their wife, then Satan will bring along the harlot to lead, take them astray. I tell you, you know my story and you know how deeply these things touch in my life. And I hope that you might recognize that you do not want those hardships and that pain in the lives of your children, in your life, in the lives of your grandchildren. None of us want to see our children and grandchildren hurt and pained that way. And so as we close out, we just have to consider what is the need for today? We need godly men that will stand up and teach Bible principles, that will use these truths in your life day by day because they are so alive for today, so active and so pertinent for the day and age in that we're living. That's why when it says, as we studied in 2 Corinthians, today is the day of salvation. This is the day of salvation. There's not another day. Now is the acceptable time. If you want to apply the truths that we've been learning from God's Word, if we want to apply them, then we've got to read. You must first be born again. You must know Christ is your Lord and Savior. You've got to first know that you belong to Him. Otherwise, all of these things just don't seem to quite make sense. They just don't seem to fit. Or maybe... You're here and maybe you just want to be serving the Lord in a greater way. You just want to be serving the Lord. Maybe you're here and you've heard some of these things. Or maybe you're listening and, and you just have to just kneel down right where you are and say, Lord, help me. Help me to apply the truths of, my life, of your word in my life. Help me to use these things on a day-by-day -day basis. Help me to be wise. You know, one of the things that the Lord never takes away is if you ask wisdom, it says that He grants it liberally. That if we didn't use wisdom before, it's not like that little child that maybe you told him, don't leave your bike out on the, on the driveway. And if you do, I'm going to take it away. And He leaves it out there and then you take it away. The Lord says, I give it liberally. And I upbraid not. In other words, I don't take it back. When we didn't use it, but now you need it. Now you recognize I need your wisdom. I need to be wise in the truths of your word. He gives it. He gives it over and over and over. Maybe that's where you are today. Maybe just between you and the Holy Spirit and something that we haven't even spoken of. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Is working in your life. And you know it's something that you need to take care of. Even right now today. Right here or maybe right where you are, those that are listening in their homes, we invite you to come. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description.
or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.